that's probably the first political thing I've ever listened to. Really? And actually enjoyed, because I don't like it. Mm. Again, because I find them unrelatable. Like, I completely agree with Stephen, as in they come across really unrelatable. And to me, I think, oh my God, you, I can't listen to you. So we are fresh off of just listening to Stephen Bartlett's podcast with Matt Hancock and we thought it was worth a discussion. It's worth a listen to. Oh God, I know. I've actually really, really enjoyed listening to it. a bit juicy, a bit different. How long was it? It was an hour and 40 minutes, but it didn't feel like it. Like yeah. it went really quick. But so quick. It, I think it took us around three hours to get through it. <laughs> so kept pausing it. <laughs> I was so engaged though, like if there was a knock on the door, I was like, pause it. <laughs> or if we had to discuss something, we'd be like, pause it. Um, but yeah, like what was your like takeaway from it? I thought it was really good to get a general insight into him yeah. as as a person first, because you see him on the telly and, and you see these articles about him and it's so easy to make up your own opinion on somebody based on these random articles that you've heard yeah but actually hearing him talk it kind of gives you a very different perspective i felt like he was given a bit of a face to politics like and when i say face i mean like personality like they're not just like stephen bartlett actually referred to him as an emotionless robot right and like i wouldn't disagree with that with any politician but on this this just was another level of like real that i don't think we felt from any of those any politician like ever really and I think also like it gave a really good indication of what it actually is like because Stephen Bartlett was like people have said to me about going into politics and things like this yeah of course um (laughs) but he was like I just don't want to be in that in that industry where everybody comes from a privileged background yeah like Oxford yeah and he was like that's not actually the case Mm. like there's plenty of people in politics that haven't which actually outweigh the people that have. Yeah. And I I know that most of the time you see the big names and stuff, they do come from privileged backgrounds and very good schools, but there's still a way of getting there without mm. being from that. And I think that's what he was trying to make very obvious in this podcast, that actually you can get there. Yeah, definitely. It's not impossible, even though most people think it is. Yeah, like, he gave examples, like, Rishi Sunak, who came from a pretty normal background, I think. I think he said his dad was a plumber or something. Like, yeah. It's it's not an Oxford or, like, like that could still be regarded... It's, it's like a, a dodgy line, right? Because that could still be regarded as a privileged upbringing. Like, he wasn't yeah. homeless or he wasn't, like, fighting a constant life battle. But at the end of the day, he didn't go to Oxford. Yeah, he he was normal. Yeah, exactly. He didn't go to, like, private school and all things like this. He was just a normal boy. Yeah. Which I think, like, it can... It can come across in politics that you have to be so privileged to get into it, just to even get into the field. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, coupled with, like, all the PR training and stuff they receive, it makes them feel completely unrelatable to us, like, the everyday person... And so, like, that's the, that's those kind of people. That's not, like, what we relate to. Yeah. And I feel like, especially when you see, like, 
the meetings and stuff on telly, mm. I'm not really interested in anything political, admittedly. Like, that's probably the first political thing I've ever listened to. Really? And actually enjoyed, because I don't like it. Mm. Again, because I find them unrelatable. Like, I completely agree with yeah. Stephen, as in they come across really unrelatable. And to me, I think, oh, my God, you... I can't listen to you. Yeah, it's just like another white man... Yeah. ...talking, like, shit out of his ass, basically. Exactly. And I think it's so easy to be like, yep, yeah, no, nah, not for me. And I am like that. Like, my little sister is like, oh, I want to go into politics, and I'm like, no, you don't. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, no, you don't. But then, also, like, listening to that is kind of, like, a different insight into it. Yeah, I know. Because hearing, like, a bit more of a first-hand account of, like, their side of how COVID went down and coronavirus, like, fuck, man, like, it's just not quite as easy as everybody gives it credit for, like, at home, like, we should have done this, we should have done that, and it's like, yeah. well, and, I mean, if you listen to him talk about it, he'll, like, talk about it better than I would, but he basically said it's like it wasn't as easy like we didn't have the data we didn't really know what we were doing it's crazy though isn't it like you've got like Stephen was saying there was 21,000 deaths or something yeah and he was like if you shut it down a week earlier they could have been alive and I was like that's so hard to say I know like you can't just say that and be like yeah but if you'd done it a week earlier like how did he know in that week that that many people were going to die exactly but in the week after that he did shut it down, how many people's lives were saved? And we're still here now. Like, we're able to meet in person because yeah. they pushed so hard for that vaccine. Like, without that vaccine, well, where would we be exactly where we were two years ago where people were literally dying as soon as they Probably got Probably going to get some anti-vaxxers on this, you know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We like the vaccine. <laughs> we're alive. <laughs> um... To be fair, though, each to their own. Like, everybody has their own opinion. Yeah. This is just our opinion of when we listened to Matt Hancock, I personally felt like it was a very truthful and genuine interview. Yeah, and also, like, I think the whole thing about the affair as well, like, Stephen started asking him a question about the fact that he'd um, said, like, you can't have casual sex. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, 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 like go back and ask me the question because yeah. you're not asking me a question. You're yeah. putting out a statement and you're going to throw it out there and I didn't do that. Yeah. So, this is the only bit where I was a bit like, oh, um, I'm not really leaning in Matt's like, favour. Yeah. So, because what Stephen said was right. Like, he made a contradiction. Oh, he did. And... Mm. I completely agree with him resigning because I think you shouldn't have done that. No. There was people losing their lives, there was people saving yeah. lives, and then there was you. Right, yeah. So, also, I totally 100% agree, but I don't discredit the work he'd done up till then. Oh, no. And I also think that, um, I mean, he closes that off with admitting fault or like taking accountability for it which yeah. to be honest is the most important thing and also saying like I couldn't control that situation like I fell in love like it wasn't just casual sex and I think that's what he was getting so irate about with Stephen wasn't it that he, yeah Steve, it wasn't just a fling or yeah exactly um and like surely 
we've been there enough when we've fallen in love to know that like those emotions aren't controllable like and also like you've got to remember he's with that person all the time pretty much like he was saying he was getting up at six in the morning and he wasn't coming home until midnight and literally just repeating it every single day yeah and like at the weekends his his weekend was he got to go in at nine o'clock rather than six a.m yeah yeah I know, because I actually remember when it all happened, like, and it all came out about his affair and stuff, and, like, sitting there with Jay on the sofa, like, I do not condone cheating or affairs, like, whatsoever. No. Like, zero tolerance policy. But what I can relate, not relate to, but, like, what I can see is that they have worked really fucking hard for a long fucking time. And is it any yeah. wonder, like, is it any wonder that they've kind of fallen into this relation or like fallen in love with each other when they've been literally stuck in that room probably for the majority of their yeah. lives for the past year or so yeah like you've at least got into a some company <laughs> like you can't just be sitting by yourself trying to make decisions for the whole country exactly and like what the work they were doing like love or hate them and love or hate boris and his party but the work they were doing was fucking heavy. Like, literally. Yeah, it's hard. It's so easy for us as outsiders to be like, well, you shouldn't have done that. You yeah. shouldn't have done that either. But there were things that we did that we weren't meant to do. Like, you're only meant to go out to exercise one time a day, and I know it's not as drastic. Yeah. But I can guarantee you I went out three, four times a day. I was wandering exactly. around my block. My dogs went for so many walks. They were the fittest yeah. they've ever been. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, find me one person who stuck to the the rules, the lockdown rules, religiously. Yeah, no, nobody did. I'm sorry. And if you say you did, yeah, there was one point where you broke them. Yeah. Whether that be going out for exercise more than once a day, but it's so easy to point your finger and say you done that all wrong. Yeah. But actually, they tried their hardest. I know. It might seem like really naive to be for us to be like they really tried hard. And, like, yes, it's their fucking job and they get paid, like, A lot money. of money to do it. Yeah, they do. So, there is that. But then, is there a price on, like, lo- the, like the responsibility they felt during that time? Because like, I don't know who I'd want to do it for even the highest of salaries. No, the, this is the thing. Like, I struggle making a decision of where to put a bit of text on a piece, <laughs> on, on a document sometimes. On an infographic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where does that go? <laughs> Could you imagine being like, I have to make a decision for the whole of the UK. Like, I have to keep everybody in the UK contained. And also, like, the thought of mental health and things like that. Like, it's so hard for them because there's so many things to take into consideration yeah. and that you've got to think about. Like suicides like the statistics went flying mm. and people point their finger towards them how they didn't put the they didn't put us into lockdown a week before they did we could have been in lockdown a shorter period of time we shouldn't have been in so many lockdowns but it's just like what do you do like how do I they know. what no. do you say okay the suicide statistics are going up um, we don't put us in lockdown, but the coronavirus statistics continue to fly, mm. or you put us into lockdown. Like, it's so it's so difficult. There's so many things to take into consideration. And how do you brief that to the public to be like, so we've got to lock everyone away for yeah the next however many weeks? And like, 
in all honesty, I actually, it was a very, very weird experience, lockdown, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. And I did learn about myself, like, things which I never probably would have done. Like, I knew I wasn't going to go to university. I knew, like, I know I go to uni, but I wasn't going to go there. Whereas all my friends were like, I'm going to uni, and I was really adamant that I wanted a career. Mm. And that lockdown period really helped me realise what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do. Yeah. And I know some people it's very different, mm. but, and some people had good experience, bad experience, but I had a lot of time to spend with my family. Like, I know my mum and dad were working, but when they come home, like, I got to see them, I got to go out for walks and, like, exercise with them, which is actually a really nice way to, like, spend time with them. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um... I know, I think there were loads of good things. That it's really imbalanced, isn't it? Because some people, yeah. like, there were businesses that took off, like, over lockdown. And Went some, flying, yeah. literally. And some people, like, thrived. But then, so you've got that going on on one hand, and then on the other hand, you've got people literally dying. And that, like, so we got, like, the good parts, like, a lot of us, right, during yeah. lockdown. So, like... They were literally just focusing on like putting the fires out for the bad parts. So I think, yeah, in, like just imagine like the shit, like the shitstorm that Corona brought with like people dying and stuff. That was imagine their... the burnout though, exactly. and imagine the like anxiety and everything of going to work because oh my god, I would have anxiety. Yeah, you like know, the was... thought of the statistics rising and you know when we talk about to do lists and like you've said before how. You, like, have a chat to yourself the day four because you, like, got a busy day yeah. and, you know, you need to be on your A game or whatever. And, like, with them, they'll turn up to work and literally not know what the next day brings because yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. Like, I know that I thrive in situations which are stressful, but I can tell you now I wouldn't thrive for that long. It's a long time to sustain. I would like... be crying. <laughs> like, literally... I'd be having like a mental breakdown in the corner. You know that meme where they're yeah. like, just crawled up in a ball in the corner. That would be me. <laughs> but that's a good point actually, because Matt talked about the time where he broke down on TV. Yeah, and that was when Stephen said it. What the emotionless robot? robot. Yeah. This is interesting, right? Because you you win or you lose, and like you you can never never ever win with no. politics. So he literally sat there breaking down and people thought he was inauthentic. (laughs) But this is the thing. It's exactly the same with the Molly May situation. He might have said something minutely minutely wrong or he'd done something minutely wrong. Like, why is crying wrong? Yeah. Why is it seen in the public eye that he's looking for sympathy? Like, do you not think this man has sat there for God knows how long trying to control this whole situation and he's only a person literally just a person and like the whole molly may thing about her saying we we all have the same 24 hours in a day it's so easy to go what the hell (laughs) yeah but i just think like you you just have to remember to be kind like he's a person at the end of the day he's gonna have emotions I know, and you know what, as naive as it might sound, I'd take giving someone the benefit of the doubt over that, like, aggressive mindset where you're like, no, he's just faking it. Like, 
it's about integrity it's about like doing what's right not what's easy and like yeah. I think it was like would it have been easy for him to just palm that off as like a, a media thing like actually probably not it probably would have been really fucking hard like he's not a fucking actor let's be honest like, and he's also training. he's a grown man yeah who works in a very professional job yeah could you imagine him crying i know it's just not a thing you do in politics like this isn't fucking reality tv no like you're not the kardashians <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> let's not uh, let's not bitch about the Kardashians but yeah exactly like this it's like real fucking life and like do you not think the likelihoods of him actually breaking down because that vaccine worked that first vaccine worked and that's literally what he'd been working for for a really freaking long period of time yeah like what in January he said to them like yeah you've got until December yeah. and they done it they done it so that was 12 months, and they said it would take up to, like, 18 months, didn't they? Yeah, well, they said it normally takes five years. I know. And he yeah. was like, um, you've I... got until the end of the year. <laughs> so I've worked for pharma, like, in a big pharmaceutical company, and although it's only design, which is, like, completely irrelevant compared to the science that's, like, in theory saved us. But um, I've seen the process of, like, approvals, and it's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, even they're for crazy. a bloody piece of social or like social asset it's like honestly weeks long and I know that probably gets pushed down the priority pile so hopefully like well obviously the, the vaccines would have got pushed further up to be like high the of the utmost priority but like the fact they were able to do that I think is nothing but short of a miracle yeah and it is crazy it's crazy that they were able to do that mm. yeah and I I know people would be like, well, they don't work. They Why have we got to have so many? But it's like corona's becoming like a flu now almost. Mm. It's going to be like the flu vaccine that you've got to get. Yeah. Especially now that they've said you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be something that, that's around. Yeah, and that we'll probably have to get boosted yeah. for like every year or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But it's a good lesson, like, in terms of listening to him and seeing what he's actually like, because I feel like I had pictured this completely different person. Mm. I had a really cocky, like, man pictured in my head. See, I actually... Um, I don't even know if we should get into, like, who we like and who we don't like on Martins <laughs> publicly. <laughs> but, yeah, um, picking up on your point, he came across like a real person like yeah you come well. across genuine and like mm. a human not like a robot yeah that i i almost seen see them like most of the time and i feel like we should normalize these conversations in politics a little bit i know that it's like bound by i don't know like legislation or like what they should or shouldn't be doing but yeah just seeing and feeling like those people behind the freaking job titles yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? Because you think, like, they're just people. Mm. Like, they are. They're humans at the end of the day. They should be able to express their opinion. And, and like, at the moment, especially, do you know what I really like the what he was saying to the end about um, dyslexia? Yeah. I found that really, really interesting because I was like, actually, you know, a lot of people do suffer with dyslexia that don't even know. Yeah. And, like... 
it sounds silly but you get extra time in exams which will help people like that and like there's so many things which in his case he's trying to help yeah like he obviously felt passionate about that you can yeah. tell um just in like his voice and how and also it's probably for him it's good to like take that step back and focus on what he is passionate about yeah. rather than okay this is like a really like chaotic time yeah definitely like literally dealing with the like rather than dealing with the country's like most pressing issues that yeah the difference between life and death mm. whereas this is something that resonates like strongly with him and who he is as a person yeah I know, it made me laugh that he was like, I actually miss, don't miss my role anywhere near as much as I thought I would. And I was like, is that shocking to you? Because I feel like I'd be like, okay, this is a bit of a relief. Yeah, Let's I'd just fall in love and... <laughs> fall in love and go to the Maldives. <laughs> yeah, and chill out after like a crazy few years of... I just, I think it's a shame really that that affair tainted his career because, or tainted like at least the, the, like, the sprint of covid that they all went through like could you imagine being boris and being like i don't know if he was told to resign or if he did it off so back i mean he made yeah it's either like way isn't it yeah but like fundamentally i think love conquers all and like does it make it right or does it make it insensitive no. yeah i don't know it? like yeah it wasn't right but and i it just sensitive, but i think like you never know what's going on like it sounds really really like cliche but you never know what's going on at home yeah exactly and like him and his wife could have been in a shit show they obviously weren't very good well even if they like the best of relationships the way he was working that was hard yeah like if you have a very very strong relationship and you're going Mm. to work at six in the morning and coming home at 12 at night yeah and like you've got kids they've got six kids could you imagine the tension being like yeah when they're all locked down in the same place constantly. Yeah. Like, it's hard, isn't it? Because the, technically they are a privileged family. So, like, it's not as if we're sitting here feeling sorry for them. No. But we're relating to that experience of him almost being led... Not led to, but, like, he fell in love. Like, he's just fucking human. We've all fallen in yeah. love. Yeah, and it's difficult. Like, it's difficult to be like, okay, no, you've done that wrong because... How many people have cheated? Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't condone what he done. It it's not right. And he at least should have left his wife and waited for everything to be over. In an ideal situation. Yeah. Like, if like COVID proved anything, nothing's ideal. But like, also, you have to think like, how many people were seeing people in their workplace and were dating them? And, like, fell in love while they were in the workplace and yeah. they started seeing them. Like, at the end of the day, it happens and he is a person. Mm. And it's a common thing. Yeah. Like, people do fall in love with people at work. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Even though it's not allowed. <laughs> no, it's bad. Also, another really interesting fact about this is, like, why was there a camera in his office in the first place? Like... I actually it was that... a secretary's office, wasn't it? No, it was his office. Oh, I thought it was a secretary's office. Because he was secretary of state. Was he secretary of state? I can't remember his job title anyway, but it was like, why was the camera in his office in the first place? Yeah, that's really, really weird. Well, I think it's, it's like anyway. a huge... 
data protection thing. Like, God knows like, who could access or watch or listen to what was going on in, like, meetings in his room. Like, just the fact that, like, well, he said it, didn't he? Like, the people that are there, it's, like, sensitive information. Yeah. Um, I understand outside the corridors X, Y, Z, not in somebody's office. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, even just, weird. like, talking to his kids on the phone. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, talking to his wife or... Well... <laughs> He didn't do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mistress. <laughs> and in this particular instance, it like properly like bit him in the arse because obviously someone got hold of that footage and stuff. But but it must have been well hidden for him not to notice. Exactly. Like that's... he was like, I don't, I didn't know it was there. Exactly. Don't think that's really fucked up. Yeah. Unless it was maybe planted there. I don't know. But. Also, like, whoever did, because they asked him, didn't they? Or apparently everyone asks him who he thinks leaked it. Yeah. And his honest response was, do you know what, I don't even really care. But you can't be bitter. Like, you think yeah. how draining it would be to be bitter of that. Yeah. Like, it would eat away at you. You've just got to accept it. I guess the only good thing that come out of it was he's still with her. Yeah. He loves her. Yeah. And they're moving forward with their life. Yeah, exactly. Imagine the payout from um, whoever gave that to the press. It's probably why they don't care. Imagine. They're being investigated at the moment. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Because he said he thinks it's somebody... We well, know he's somebody that works in security. Yeah. Which obviously makes sense. You'd have access to all the cameras and stuff. Yeah. I also think, like, that's really... Do you reckon you could do that as a journalist? So, say someone came to you with that piece of footage and was like someone in like really high up in the government like that you see on your tv that had been seen on your tv screens on a weekly basis is having it unfair and i've got the footage to prove it i just don't think they care it's money everybody was desperate at that time yeah maybe if there are any journalists listening i'm interested like what's the process if you work for a newspaper and you get given this information can you say no because i don't think i could do it I don't think I could... But I, I just think there's people that hate him, there's people that love him, there's people that don't, they, they feel neutral about him, and you're going to get press anywhere. Like, you, there's going to be people that love it, hate it, don't rate it, but are still going to... I just don't think I could put my name to that, like, being the reason a family's destroyed. Like I don't think I could do it, yeah. but I understand these people, they're... Obviously, this sounds really horrible, but they're somewhat heartless to put out half the things they do. Like, mm. paparazzi, like, following people around. Like, look at Brittany when she was having a mental breakdown and they were literally following her. Yeah. They don't care. I know. They're like, oh, it's my, it's how I earn my money. Like, well, actually, you could earn your money in a different way without ruining people's lives. I know. How can you sleep at night knowing that you were part of the problem? Yeah. Like, you ruined somebody's career... And imagine, like, now, he couldn't get a job. He'd lost his career. He had no money. Had to sell his home. That'd all be your fault. <laughs> to the Hope- journalists that's listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully, he'd be in a much better position. And, like, in in some instances, like, what's happened's happened. And he's, like, he's, like you said, he's still with her. And yeah. They're, like... 
He like, seems fine, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> He's not struggling. <laughs> but I think what was, like, um, the more, maybe the more important thing was how it made his ex-wife feel and how it made his kids feel. Like, yeah, that's like, what would lay heavy, really heavy with me. And, like, there's they're six kids, isn't there? So, like, there's mm. going to be ages. They're, they're probably all going to be ages which they understand and it's going to affect them differently. Exactly. And, like, imagine being in school... I was just thinking that. And, um, like, everybody knowing. Mm-mm. It would... Oh, I just remember at school, like, that horrible feeling. Like, if... I can't even remember a particular instance, but, like, you know, like, how people can just be really horrible and there's yeah. no escaping it because you're there all day, every day. And, yeah. like, you can't leave. And that feeling of, like, not wanting to go to school because of what everybody's saying or... I just think that would be horrendous with like your parents in the public figure like that yeah and that all the bitchy school parents i can just oh god like the envision school playground it. yeah yeah Fuck the mums yeah maybe i think when we spoke about molly may like our underlying thing was that we should just all be kind so maybe we should take that away yeah i think so <laughs> maybe we haven't been as kind but <laughs> But also, I like, appreciate that our to-do lists aren't quite as heavy as... His. <laughs> or what his were. Mine is do a PowerPoint today. <laughs> yeah, mine is do a website. Exactly. So um, Let's be thankful. We're thankful. <laughs> but if you listen to it, let us know your thoughts. I mean, let's open up the discussion and see what other people think. Yeah, we could. Okay. Bye. Bye.